Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 203, entitled The WordPress Journey of Wendy Heiss in Utvelt. It was published on Thursday the 29th of October 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and just a few bits and pieces before we begin. Black Friday is on the way, and I'm sure you're getting yourself prepared. Each year there's a frenzy of purchases all taking place in the next few weeks, and what we've decided to do is put a page together of searchable, filterable deals. You can find it at wpbuilds.com forward slash black. That's nice and easy to remember. wpbuilds.com forward slash black, and it's searchable, filterable, and we'll be adding deals as and when we hit about them. If you have a deal, if you're a product owner or something like that, and you would like to commit that to the page, there's a button on that page called add your own deal. It's a blue button and you can add your own deal and let us know about it and we'll put it on that page completely for free. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. If you'd like to keep in touch with everything that we do, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and over there you'll be able to get involved with the things that we produce. There's a couple of email lists and there's also things like our Facebook group of over 2,700 very polite and friendly WordPressers. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. The last piece I want to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you have a product or service that you would like to put in front of a WordPress specific audience, well, we do have advertising slots on WP Builds. We do audio inserts, which you're about to hear. And also we've got banner ads, which go on our website and in our email. A couple of companies who've chosen to advertise on WP Builds are Alpha Hosting and AB Split Test. Don't you find it frustrating that most hosting isn't built for e-commerce? Alpha Hosting's Mercury plan is $25 a month and it includes four times the resources of their competitors. Our listeners will also get 50% off their first three months of service. So go to alphahosting.com forward slash WPBuilds. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okie dokie, let's get stuck into the main podcast, shall we? Today I'm chatting with Wendy. Wendy and I go back quite a long way. We began our friendship, oh, I would say probably eight or nine years ago over at WP Elevation. We became accountability partners for a short time and did some email toing and froing and some meetups each week. And then we met each other in person several years ago at WordCamp in London and also at WordCamp Europe. She's a thoroughly lovely person and today is just the most wonderful chat with somebody in the WordPress community about their journey, how they began, what initiatives they've created, things that went well, things that didn't go so well, what it's like to be a freelancer and ultimately what it means to be in the WordPress community. I thoroughly recommend it. It's a really lovely chat, as I say, with a thoroughly lovely person. I hope that you enjoy it. 
Hello there, welcome to the interview part of the WP Builds podcast. I'm glad you made it this far. I am joined today by Wendy. Now, before I begin this podcast, I did a different podcast with Wendy a few weeks ago and there was a bit of a toing and froing because I asked Wendy on, uh, what was it, Facebook Messenger to tell me how her name was pronounced. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name, Wendy, if that's all right. Would you mind saying it for me? No problem. <laughs> Just stick with Wendy. Yeah. But how is it? How do you say the whole thing? Uh, it's Huis in het Veld. Yes. And it was the Huis bit that I couldn't do, I seem to recall. Yeah. Yeah. The, but um, you did well. You did well. Thank you. I did try. Honestly, I tried about six times. The <laughs> um, the reason we've got Wendy on today is because she wanted to come on, and we decided we were going to talk today about uh, a few things that she does in her uh, in her local area. But before we begin that, maybe she could just tell us, um, you know, what her what her journey has been with WordPress, where she lives, and so on. So, Wendy, um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're based and what your what your interest is in WordPress and so on. Well, okay. Um, well, I'm based in the Netherlands. Um, the the city where I live is called Eindhoven. It's the fifth biggest city in the Netherlands, but. Uh, in com- comparison with other cities, it's still pretty small. Hmm. Um, it's about 200-something thousand people. Um, and I've lived here for, well, quite a few years, almost 20 years. And I have a 19-year-old daughter. I'm a single mo- mother. And I have two small dogs. And um, I've been working with WordPress um, since 2011. No, since 2008. And I had my company since 2011. So I have been a business woman for almost 10 years. Do you um, do you work from home or are you part of a sort of wider agency? Are you freelance? How does it work? Um, I work from home and I do a combination of freelancing. So I work for several um, communication agencies, digital agencies, and I build themes for them that they use on their clients' websites. And I have um, quite a lot of customers that work with me directly. And the focus with them is mainly on teaching them to do it themselves. So I build a basic website and then I teach them how to use it and how to uh, work with it. Yeah, I mean, this is this kind of leads us very nicely into one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today, because I met Wendy years and years ago. Well, I say met, you know, met in the sense of online. We were both part of WP Elevation. I don't know if you're still involved in that or not, but yeah. that's where we that's where we initially made contact and then actually finally got to meet each other at, at a WordCamp in London. Goodness, when was that? In 2017, something like that? That was 2017 because yeah. that was the first WordCamp I ever spoke Ah, okay. Oh, and I that's... cried on stage. Yes, oh. <laughs> yes. I, I actually was there to to witness it. It was a lo- it was a nice talk though. Um, but we we sort of over the years we've kind of hung out periodically. But one of the things that stuck with me that I knew that you did was you have this this really interesting idea, which is something that had I got more time in my life, which I currently don't have, I would like to like to do myself kind of a philanthropic uh, endeavor at times, but then also at various times you've tried to um, to make it part of your, your actual business and so on. Um, do you want to tell us about Website Club? Yeah, sure. 
Well, Website Club is also the the name of my company. Uh, so uh, everything I do is, um, it goes out by the name of Website Club. But what you are referring to is what I, with WordPress, there is a part business and a part sharing knowledge and telling the world and creating a better world together. And I am very hooked on that part. I like the idea of me sharing knowledge and people being able to create a better living for themselves mm. with the knowledge they got from me. Um, and that's why I like making websites because it gives people more opportunities to, well, make a living. And what I did is I have been trying to find ways to make it accessible and affordable for as many people as possible and also without going broke myself because if I give everything away then I am not good then it's not sustainable for me um so what I did I when I started out I created a monthly meeting um in an open office space that was free to use and people who had questions about WordPress could come to me and I would answer their questions for free and it was two hours, I think, when I started. Mm -hmm. Two hours on a Wednesday morning and two hours on a other day in the afternoon. And it was both the times once a month. So for me, it was two times a month work. And I stopped that because it got abused. Mm. Well, abused is a, a big word, but I had some people that came in every time and they just wanted to get my knowledge and my work for free and they were not willing to pay for it. And I was, the hard thing was I really wanted to help people. So I was going way beyond what was reasonable to help them out. Mm. Can I just pause you there for a minute? Did it, was there a period of time in which it did work? You know, you said, described that at some point it became unsustainable because certain i'm guessing it was certain individuals as opposed to everybody yeah um, certain individuals yeah well. were kind of definitely not everybody yeah taking taking um taking too much of your time and requiring too much of you but was there a was there a, a sort of core group of people that it worked for and was there a period of time in which it wasn't abused and it looked like it was going to be an endeavor which you was going to be successful for you yeah yeah it was the first period and i restarted it um because then i i stopped it and then i started charging money for it and then i restarted it with only um people i already worked with who already paid me and they could get they could come in and ask me questions so that was um i think that was the best setup mm. yeah so it was available for free for people who already worked with me and if you hadn't worked with me, you just have to make an appointment. So when you say already worked with me, is there any kind of was there any kind of paywall there? And what I mean by that is, you know, did they have to be on some kind of recurring plan, or or it's just I worked with you four years ago, built your website, your, you you for now forevermore, you'll be able to access this website club. Yeah, that's really funny you asked me that because, <coughs> sorry. The thing that um, I have been struggling with money and how to charge for the services I, I give and how to be reasonable with that. And I have always dreaded um, that kind of 
uh, recurring payment things. Mm. So I never did that. People bought a website, they paid a one-time fee, and that was it. Um, I recently got a new coach. Well, recently. It was the beginning of the year, so it's a couple of months. And she just laughed at me and she said, that is so ridiculous because you're selling yourself short because you give service to people who are not paying you for that. Mm. And you are losing money. And it took me a couple of weeks to get my head around it. And I started implementing a subscription model for service and for asking questions and for doing uh, backups and updates and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a new thing for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a difficult one, isn't it? Because the, the, the sort of philanthropic nature of the WordPress community is sort of fairly well known. You know, a lot of these events that we attend, so for example, WordCamps and so on, they have a fee attached to them, but they are they are more or less free. And yes. there's an awful lot of help in the communities, lots of different channels that you can go through. And, you know, you're not familiar with paying for access to Facebook groups and things like this. So I can well imagine that it's difficult to come up with the with such pricing. But it's interesting that it did work for a while. And also interesting that maybe if certain individuals hadn't have um, come along and maybe just abused it, shall we say, then it might have just sort of carried on. But I do like the the idea of it. So... Did you did you say to any of your clients, presumably most of whom are fairly local to you, they could get in a car yes, or get yes. on a bus, I'm just going to make myself available, you come, and was it kind of like bring your problems or bring your aspirations, bring anything you want to do with your website and we'll try and tackle it together? Uh, yes, that's the way it started. I, I changed that to I am answering your questions. I am not giving any help. If you want help, you have to pay for it, Mm. but I will answer any question you have. So that is a good, I think that for me was a good line because that was very clear where my help stopped and where you would have to start paying for my services. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, as well, because I think a lot of people would be, first of all, fairly intimidated by the idea of opening themselves up to, you can ask me any question, you know, just because of the the chance that somebody will ask that dreadful question for which you have no answer, you simply don't know. And in a in a sort of you know I don't know is an answer as well yeah that's you know that, yes. right yeah yeah I don't know uh, do I know that I'm not sure uh, <laughs> but the um, but the the idea of kind of letting your professional veneer slip for a little while might be kind of a little bit off putting the other problem I suppose for some people is their clients are sort of spread all over the place aren't they and um, in my situation your what you're describing seems very appealing because just about everybody that I work with just about is fairly local and could get in a car and within a few minutes come and join me. I just don't know I don't know whether I'm willing at this point to open myself up to that largely because of, you know, if they ask something which I just can't handle or they ask too much or what have you. But it's interesting. But to be honest, the questions I got uh I uh... Uh, apart from the, the the two people who tried to get their website for free um, and ask me everything, most people are very moderate, and the questions they ask are are extremely easy for me. Mm. It's questions like, 
okay, so how do I change my password? I want to uh, restyle my blog a little bit. I want to add social media buttons. I want to start using a newsletter. How do I collect email addresses? Uh, it's questions like that. And that's actually really, that's really good fun as well, isn't it? You know, if you can provide the answer and you've got the answer right right at the back of your mind and you can bring it to the forefront and you can fix their problem and they can leave at the end of that evening with a sort of sense of, well, that was that was worth doing. I'll go yep. back again in a couple of in a couple of months or whenever it might be. That's that's really rewarding. Was and it- that was the whole idea that the the customers I have, the clients I have, I help them with their website, but that is only a starting point. From there, they have to start getting people to the website and start measuring measuring what is going on on the website and start tweaking it and maybe change the text a little and add some more content and. And I noticed that people were not doing that. So I created a website for people. And then a year later, they called me, okay, I need to do something about my website, but I forgot the login information. Can you send it to me again? Um, So that is where the idea came from initially. Yeah. Um, I also just like the, the idea of being in a room with people who are at different levels of expertise. And obviously, you've set it up, but it may be that on certain things there is somebody in the room who could take take that question and field it for you after they've been attending for a little while. It may be that they they become the expert at, um, I don't know, yeah. whatever it might be, and you get this little community and they're all helping each other out and it becomes a social event as much as it becomes a WordPress event. Well, that is one of the best things that comes with it. I have a great example, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of my clients about having a calendar on his website because he did, he's doing events, um, and he wanted, he put them on the page and every time he just updated the page, he, he removed whatever event was done and then he put up the new events and it was just a page with uh, several blocks on it. Um, so I added, uh, I told him you can use a calendar plugin and then you can create events and they will show up and they will remove themselves after the event is done. And there was another customer who was listening to our conversation and he said, well, if that is possible, I want that as well. So they got together and they started working and they both have a calendar now. And one of them even has a, um, has a pay, um, a WooCommerce construction connected to the calendar so that the their clients can pay oh nice so it, it can get quite complicated it, it's interesting though that a lot of these sort of philanthropic things that we hear about they often start this way and sadly certain individuals as you've described kind of got in the way and made that uh, slightly unsustainable so did you did you pivot it in some way did you just cease to do it or maybe charge for it how did it how did it work from then um well i started charging for it and then I had a little trouble with the price because um, I do believe that everything you do must be profitable. You must make if you chart if you do volunteer work, that's not the case. But if you do your work, you must make money from it. And if I charge like 10 euros for one person to come and only one person is coming, that would mean I would be there for 10 euros for two hours Mm -hmm. available for that person. So that was not sustainable. Um, And if I would charge too much, then nobody would come. Um, 
so I kind of got stuck there a little bit. So I, I tried it at uh, 17 euros and I tried it at 35 euros. And both were not working out very well because people were hesitant to pay and people were hesitant to pay. And once a person paid and they didn't make it and then we had a whole discussion about getting the money back and and I thought it's not worth the 17 euros. It's just not worth it. Mm. Um, and then I just stopped it because I was fed up. I, it was too much work and I was giving away too much time and energy and uh, especially because of some questions, what I told you with the WooCommerce store, that guy actually paid me to set up the WooCommerce store, but then somebody else heard and they wanted to do them themselves and then they started emailing me and then I have to email back, you have to come to the website club and it was confusing. Yeah. So where does it stand at the moment? Do you still do you still run it? Was it ultimately an enterprise doomed to failure or does it still go in some way, shape or form? Um, uh, currently, I'm not running it. I am. Um, I'm, I will be reopening it this year and it's going to be online because when I'm online, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to rent space. I don't have to. Uh, I can just open Zoom and people can come in if they want. And if not, that's fine. I can do something for myself and I won't lose any time or energy uh, it, that way. It seems like we're in the we, we're in an era where this is becoming the new normal. The idea of um, I really hope that this isn't the new normal in that I don't in a few years time wish that there are no word camps, physical physical word camps that you can attend or meetups in your sort of local area. I, I wish that, that they come back online. I'm very much hoping that they will because we're recording this at the time when everybody is in lockdown. Yes. And, um, but, you know, it seems that the shift has, has started. Lots and lots of these events are going online and the technology, the well, the barrier to most people using that technology seems to have more or less evaporated. You know, even the, the people who previously had been technophobes who wouldn't have wanted to go anywhere near the technology have become become used to using it. A good example would be my, my parents. They would have had no interest in using zoom or a, a sort of facetime type call but now it's completely second nature to them they've worked out what buttons to press and in what order and so it feels to me like that would be a, a really great model for you to have if you can you know have it so that you're sitting in your sitting room and if people show up great if not well it's just back to work as normal yeah yeah and also um I mean, this is not. Uh, this is something I do for fun because I like hanging out with people and I like helping people. And I noticed that I was losing time helping people um, when they were e emailing me. So that was also that also played a part. I was helping people when they emailed me with a question, and I was answering the question via email. And then they had a follow up question, and I didn't know when to start charging. Basically, that was my problem. Yeah, yeah. That's so a, that... I gave a lot of information away for free. And when I when I could answer them with, okay, I can help you with this, but you need to come to the website club, and then I can answer all your questions. Um, that was a good escape for yeah. helping them out and not giving away all my time. But to be honest, Nathan, I am still struggling with this because it is, I want to help everybody as much as I can. And also, um, thank goodness I have a good coach right now because I have been 
uh, struggling with money for so long and it is it's shifting right now but that is also because i have someone to remind me that i cannot keep giving everything away <laughs> it's an it's an interesting one because you know everybody who's listening to this will will be having their own interesting relationship with money and charging for work and so on and so forth mine is very much a straight up uh, i'll swap you a website for some for some money kind of relationship and that works really well and hopefully after that we have some kind of ongoing relationship in terms of um, some care plan, let's call it that for want of a better word, hosting care plan, all of that kind of stuff. I don't, I've never really had a relationship with the clients in which I, I have a, an ongoing personal, oh, I will teach you how to use WordPress. It, it, I'm more hoping that any problems that they've got, we'll just file them into a ticket, ticketing system and I will tackle them and, and leave them to get on with their business. That seems to be the way it works well for me. But David Wormsley, the, the guy who is the co-host of this podcast, he has a really, he's launching a really interesting new business model, which I, I'm really interested to see how it works out. And he's kind of calling it like DIY. And the idea is, so DIY meaning do it yourself. The idea is that you book a day of his time and with him during that day, you you build the website with him. So you're literally sharing the screen, building the components. He's a very firm user of Beaver Builder, so he's very interested in how that works. And he'll share the screen, describe to you um, how you can move things around, how you can put things in certain places, how you might modify, edit, delete, change colors, buttons, you know, all of that. Right. And and he gets lots of information from them up front. So really, it's kind of like a halfway house between what you've been doing and what I do he gets loads of information up front and then has one day with them, gets the website built, hopefully. But that's 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 kind of where, in theory, it could end. And if, if they're happy at that point, then he'll put them onto his care plan and, and keep maintaining it with them going forwards, which is really interesting. Uh, to be honest, I know David. I don't know David. Mm. I have never met the guy, but I know his website very, very well because oh. it was the inspiration for my own website. Nice. Because the way he... He described his services. I really liked it. And as I am servicing people in Dutch, I figure I could use his website for inspiration. So, David, thank you. You were very inspiring to me. Oh, he'll be so pleased to hear that. But I do I do like the model. He's He's got a kind of a different requirement than you and I in that he's based in India. And yet his clients are largely, as far as I'm aware, based in the UK. So there isn't that right. component of let's have a website club. I can't, I can't meet you in a physical location because I'm, you know, 2000 miles away or whatever. Yeah. But, but the model strikes me as something really interesting in that you are, you are striking up a relationship and the whole point is that you communicate with one another the, the entire time, although it's a very small amount of time a day. So he's not after the big projects. They're all quite small in scope but yep. maybe a brochure site or something like that. But the the intention is to foster a, an actual relationship where you talk to each other and it's not done via committee. It's not done via email. It's done online, in person, on Zoom or something. I just think it's really, really nice. Yeah, I totally agree. Also, I think that is where my superpower is. I am, I am not a the best WordPress developer. I'm not the best WordPress builder. I am a very bad designer, so don't ever hire me for that. <laughs> but I am extremely well in maintaining relationships. And 
um, getting people to do things themselves and trying it out and experimenting and um, giving people faith that they can do it and that they can do it themselves. So, um, yeah, his his uh, one day websites. I am moving towards that as well because it's interesting to just finish a project in a day. Yeah, we've had so many discussions about this toing and froing over the over the last few years on the podcast about different people trying out different business models. Um, and the whole one day website thing. I know I know I could probably list three or four people who've managed to grab that niche and make it work for them. I don't know why. It's just never something that I've got serious about or taken the time to do it. Whatever system I've got, which is very minimal, I have to say, is working for me in that, you know, I get a get a phone call, answer a phone call, arrange a meeting, do something on Skype and then finally get them to agree to a, the project and the scope and the contract and all of that kind of stuff and that just works for me um handing it over at the end and saying right well it's either goodbye or come on to our care plan but the idea of fostering relationships if the build up front has been modest not a very high ticket item then having spoken to them and becoming friends with them i think well if on the one hand it's i'm going to say this and it's going to sound disingenuous but i don't mean it to sound disingenuous you become the person of trust for them you know if they've got a technological problem with their website they're going to come to you oh david will fix it wendy'll fix it because they're they're the person that does it and you you know you could maybe expect that to go on for years and years and years into the future yes so true yeah yeah it's really I have, nice i have customers that have been with me since the beginning since 2011 and they are still customers do you intend then to kind of resurrect the the whole website club idea at some point based upon what you're doing you know will you ever go back to the physical event or are you are you only going to be interested in doing online stuff I am not sure yet because mm. I am well this whole corona thing is a uh, I think it's a good time to do a reset in figuring out okay so now I am forced to stay at home and i actually like it very much yes and yeah yeah <laughs> i actually like not seeing that many people so um if we get out of this i am gonna take a serious look to all the commitments i have that involve me going out um yeah it is an interesting time obviously like i said earlier we are going through the the sort of lockdown process at the moment how's your life been in terms of that has you know have you suffered any negative consequences in terms of clients cancelling have you had to rethink your business in any way or has it all been more or less you know work as normal uh well a little bit of both i was uh on vacation just before the lockdown started i i returned home on the day that the lockdown started in the netherlands uh which was march 16th um i was in iceland for 2 weeks before that um and i was i went on vacation with the the agreement that there were two big projects going to start when I came back and both those projects were cancelled mm. so when I came back I was ready to start work and there was no work ah yes uh, so that was kind of a scary moment but to be honest a week and a half later I had different projects and something else came up and I it's just work as normal basically mm. yeah I think for me things have I've definitely had things cancel 
but on the whole it's been uh, pretty much plain sailing so I'm it, I feel incredibly blessed the industry that we're in for a start yes. I didn't have yes. to change my um well let's say for example I was working in a shop or something like that obviously all of those have closed and that just simply hasn't happened for me and in fact the the environment in which I work is 100% the same you know I'm staring at the same computer I'm in the same office which yes. is in my house the only difference is that when I when I go downstairs, uh, the front door is more of a barrier than it's ever been. You know, the idea of going off to the pub or anything after work has, has ceased, has is, is completely evaporated. But work life is exactly the same. And I'm not really noticing a huge downswing in, in interest. I've had quite a few projects that have, have inquired, shall we say. I haven't landed them yet, but that, that have people are still, it would seem, wanting to, to get work done and so on. So it, uh, can I ask you something mm. about your work? Mm. Because uh, I've noticed you've been doing a lot of podcasts mm. uh, in the last. Uh, because when we met, you didn't you did didn't do any podcasts. No, and you were just building websites, and um, you moved to podcasting. And is it is that something that's part of your business, or is it just a new hobby? Or no, it, it is definitely part of what I now do because they although on the face of it it seems like it's quite a quick enterprise the the podcast comes out and it's kind of what is it maybe it's 40 minutes long or 45 minutes there is actually quite a lot that goes into it and so a 45 minute podcast what with all the other bits and pieces that go on in the background um takes quite a lot of time and I don't just yeah, I, I, yeah. so there's, there's yeah so there's this podcast that you're listening to right now and then I do one for Big Orange Heart, formerly WP and Up, that takes that takes quite a bit of time because there's a, a heavy burden on editing that one. I'm, I edit it much more carefully because of the slightly more delicate subject matter. Some some things need to be carefully managed, shall we say? And then of course things like you know I do the the news on a Monday and have to be involved in writing that in during the weekend or prior to the weekend and so on. So yes, it's become slowly but surely a more significant. Uh, part of what I do. I'm treading a balance as to whether or not it could become uh, the significant part of what I do, but it, it 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 has swings and roundabouts. Sometimes it feels like it could be, and then at other times it feels like um, not so much. You know, I need to have the, the stability of client work and care plans and all of that. But I couldn't have started the podcast unless I had uh, client work. I think making a living out of podcasting is is quite tricky. Yes, I totally agree. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what my question was now. What did I ask you? No, I asked you. <laughs> no, prior to that, did I ask you a question? I can't even remember. Uh, I don't know. No. I think the last question you asked if, if I was bringing the website club back. Yeah, yeah. No, anyway, I'll I'll edit that little bit out where I can't remember what it was I was going to ask you. Are you um Are you kind of committed to using WordPress going forwards? What I mean by that is, are you going to... You know, as soon as this this period is over and the lockdown is finished, are you going to return to your word camps and your community and do all of that stuff as as ever was? Yes, I think I am. Yeah. I uh, also know that I am flirting with some other tools. Can I guess? Is yeah. Is it Webflow? Yes. <laughs> How did I know? 
How is I it? told you. I think oh, I told you. You may you? have done, but also you are <laughs> one of a dozen people who've told me something similar. Whenever that word, whenever the I'm playing with something else comes along, Webflow seems to be the one. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well, actually. I have been, uh, I've just been experimenting with it, so I haven't, uh, I don't have anything to show for it, but I am somehow recently uh, very aware that putting all my eggs in my, in the WordPress basket might be a little risky. What What do you mean? What What is it that you, because I mean, from the outside, when you look at the numbers and how the WordPress install base has occupied 35% of the internet, and you know, we always hear these statistics, it would seem like a really safe bet. You've got, um, you've got fears about that, have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I know there, uh, I, I don't know. What I see happening is, um, I don't know if you know Heather Burns. I do know Heather Burns. She was on the podcast. She's fabulous. She is amazing. Yeah. And she moved away from WordPress because it is the privacy political combination of open source is not working out for her. Mm. And I am, I was shocked when that happened. Mm. Um, and also it triggered a little, um, curiosity about finding out how it works with open source and all the political influence and, um, the WordPress community, some things that have happened recently or, um, not so recently about being, democratic and i talked to morton rand several times mm -hmm. and the question he is asking about how do we decide who is right and who gets to make the decisions and um those things are not transparent and they are not open and i don't like that and i am that's why i'm experimenting with a closed source system because the deal is more out in the open I give you money, you fix my shit. And when you say, um, you know, fix things, what does that mean? It is because I confess I've, I've heard about it so many times and my Facebook feed is filled with adverts for Webflow. You know, I just see them constantly. Really, right. a huge amount of the adverts that come through are for Webflow. But I don't right. know what the process is. Is there a kind of tariff to... You know, you build one site with Webflow, you pay this. You build 10, you pay this. You build 20, you pay this. How does it work? No, I uh, I haven't checked because you can just, as long as your site is not published, you can uh, experiment for free. So I have been experimenting and not published. So um, I haven't looked at their model yet. Um, uh, I'm guessing that there'll be some, you know, I, I don't suppose they can survive on having, uh, you know, an infinite number well, of sites Well, it's, it's for the hosted, same so, yeah, um, yeah. so it is, um, they have two types of plans. They have site plans and they have account plans. So you can do a plan per site and you can do an account where you can have several projects within your um, account. And the website plan is 12, the basic plan is $12 a month okay and so you can build your, your client sites in the same way so long as there is a 12 dollars a month or more um fee that they're willing to pay you can be profitable with that it's interesting though because the the exchange for money thing does it you mentioned that the politics and where decisions are made and so on is of 
of cause for concern there. What what is it? What's why the relationship with Webflow is is different in that you know it's a, a private company. Presumably, they'll yes. at, some, at some point have shareholders, and so they'll be, be beholden to their shareholders to turn a profit right. and so on. Why do you think that model is well, not necessarily preferable? Why do you think it's different in a way that is persuasive? Um, well, I haven't figured that out yet mm. completely, but to be honest, I, I, I'll give you an example. I have a cleaning lady, mm-hmm. um, and she comes to my house every week and she cleans my house and I love her for doing that. Mm. Um, and I love that our relationship is so clear. She comes to my house, she cleans my house. We get along very well, but this is the relationship we have. And with WordPress, and I would like that with a website tool. So uh, I buy your stuff, you make sure the hosting is good and the the tools work well, and I give you money and that's it. Mm. With WordPress, I am so invested. I have... Uh, I have so many international friends and I am so grateful because WordPress gave me the basis to build my company. Um, but it's also blurry. It's not transparent. It's not open. It's not clear. And it is too connected with everything for me for now. So it is, um, uh, how do I say that correctly? It's not that I'm breaking up with WordPress, but because it is such a big part of everything in my life, um, the risk of it exploding and my life being completely messed up is too big for me right now. Yeah, yeah, I fully understand. And it's really, I think the, the difficult thing which is confronting people who think on this is the the sort of blurring between the let's call it for for want of a, a simpler way of describing it the dot com versus the dot org where the you know you, you don't really know at what point the the dot org is going to let's imagine worst case scenario the dot com really takes off and wordpress you know their their saas service if you like takes off and they just decide that that's where they're going to put all of their money and they stop supporting the the wordpress.org project i mean highly unlikely very 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 unlikely but you don't really have any insight into that and then all of a sudden it's completely dried up whereas if you'd have been paying for uh, webflow or whatever it might be you can you you know you'd probably have profit warnings issued and you'd figure all of that stuff out and start to export your site and the the, the decisions around things like gutenberg when 5.0 for wordpress came out and the fact that it felt certainly at the time that nobody really wanted it but it was yeah. happening any well not nobody but there was a significant and very loud voice saying please can we just not have this as as core and nobody quite knew who was going to make the decisions until the decisions were just made and so you got this benevolent dictator for model uh, sorry benevolent dictator for life model which is which is a little bit unsettling because we're just not used to these relationships we're used to paying money getting a service and and so it is but with wordpress we've got something quite different and i think that's why a lot of people cherish it and also yes. why a lot of people are kind of a bit nervous of it. Yes, and to be honest, I am I am one of the cherishers as well. I am also experimenting with WordPress.com. Hmm. 
um, because they they do a hosted service mm. of WordPress websites. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go. It just feels to me like the community seems to sort of grow and grow, but equally the the rival services you know the square spaces the wix the web flows and all of those they they are getting more and more appealing and making the the difficult job as it was of building a website much more easy yes um and so pivoting the business might be quite important because at some point you know people are going to be fully aware that if they just want a five page brochure website and they're willing to shell out a few a few dollars each month. They could do that and be guaranteed that it's all going to work. And you know, and that business works on the basis of millions of people doing that. Whereas the likes of you and I require a handful of clients paying probably a lot more for for care plans than they would pay to somebody like Webflow in order for us to survive. So it is it is an interesting time. And also, let's be honest. I mean, I am forty five at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I am, I was very good at HTML and CSS. My PHP skills are okay, but my JavaScript skills are awful. And young people um, are uh, moving so much faster and doing such awesome things. I really don't see myself creating websites for another 30 years or so. Mm, I know what you so, mean. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do need to change my business model or need to change my business because I am w- way more customer service person or project manager person than actually creating a website person. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And the idea we were, um, I was talking to somebody just the other day about this sort of similar approach. The the guys over at GoWP. Um, who you may have come across before, they offer a service whereby you you hand over the website maintenance to them for a, a fee right. and they will maintain all the websites for you. Well, they very recently launched a product called Site Builder where if you pay them an annual, uh, not annual, if you pay them a monthly fee, which I'm not going to say what the number is because I'm pretty sure it's going to change, but right. um, it's not a small amount. It's a fairly hefty amount each month, but they will they will build the sites for you. Now, presumably there's going to be limitations and constraints on what's possible with that. But that seems like a a really interesting service for somebody like you who is a people person and maybe you're really good at getting the people to commit to having a website. That that might be a service which is of great interest to you because you don't, in the future, you won't need to build the websites. You would simply be the person that says, look, I, I can get this done for you. I'll be the facilitator of that. Uh, and then yeah. you hand it over to this third party. Yeah, interesting. So the options are like endless. I And I haven't decided where which way I want to go or what I want to do. Um, and I have time. That's why I'm starting experimenting now because I, I still have time. I can take my time. I can take it easy. I can take it slow because there is enough work and I am not finished with WordPress and the WordPress community definitely not finished with those people. Um, so, so far so good and we'll see where it goes. But I just want to be sure that, well, maybe in five or 10 years, I will still have work to do because uh, I will still be the caretaker of my family and I will still need to make money. I think that's the perfect place to end it. Uh, Thank you, Wendy, very much indeed. 
What a lovely community the WordPress community is. I think it's a real privilege to get to meet so many people. And in this particular case, what a privilege it was for me to get to know Wendy. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you got some takeaways from that. I'm sure that many of the things that she described during her WordPress journey will chime with you as well. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out at absplittest.com. Okay, we will of course be back next week for another podcast episode. We'll also be back on Monday for the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News and we'll have the live version of that at 2pm in the afternoon at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. I would encourage you if you are in the market for some Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals, possibly even some Halloween deals, go and check out absplittest.com forward slash black and bookmark it as your page of choice for checking out WordPress deals in the days and weeks to come. Okay, I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say, stay safe. Bye-bye for now.